I dreamed of traveling the long road, singing my songs to that distant stranger. Yes, I know it's sad for you, but it's something I got to do. And I will be coming home, back to the mountains, back to being free from all there is to be. Coming home to live and the life I once knew. Hello, everyone. And welcome to Bedtime Bible Boys with Brock, Trey, and Theron TJ. Thanks Thanks for for listening. We love you, Mom. And you too, Gail. Tonight we are going to continue in Matthew chapter 9, where Jesus had just gotten finished healing a paralyzed man, eating with sinners at Matthew's house, and then being asked about fasting from the religious leaders. Jesus used a concept they would have been familiar with, that the Pharisaical leaders at the time would have commented that They have priestly garments, but their priestly garments have holes in them. And what they considered the holes in their priestly garments was just simply the laws that they didn't really know, that they hadn't written other laws on top of yet to try and figure out how not to sin. So they were trying to learn that, trying to devote their life to living like that. And Jesus said, you don't put a new patch on old clothes, on unshrunk clothes. Or, sorry, yeah, a new patch on an old garment, right? Because the patch will shrink, and And then... then it'll tear everything else. That's right. It doesn't work, right? That's not what we're going to do. We're not going to use what Christ has to just patch up what we lack in the Old Testament. It's a completely new covenant, right? And he said the same thing about wines and wineskin. You don't put a new wine in an old wineskin, If you do, both the wine and the wineskin will be ruined, right? Now, tonight we're going to continue in verse 18 and talk about Jesus healing a bleeding woman. While he was saying this, this thing about new wineskin and old wineskin and new patch on old garments. While he was saying this, a ruler came and knelt before him and said, My daughter has just died. But come and put your hand on her, and she will live. Jesus got up and went with him, and so did his disciples. You know, it's always important when they give a detail, like who was it that came and asked Jesus to do this? Did you catch that part? Who was it? Daughter's dad. Right, but what was he? A A ruler came and knelt before him. Right? We'll see where that goes. Remember one time when we were reading it was a religious leader uh, came, or a teacher of the law, came and told Jesus, I'll follow you wherever you will go. And it was important that we knew that was a religious teacher that was saying that because Jesus had a message for him. No, you don't have what it takes to follow me wherever I will go. No, you don't have what it takes to save yourself. You will need to give up that lifestyle completely if you want to have any chance of following me. Right? And you're going to have to rely on me doing it, not you doing it. 
So it was important in that case that Jesus, the Bible mentioned that Jesus was talking to a teacher of the law. In this case, he says a ruler came and knelt before him. Well, there's already something interesting there that a ruler would come and kneel before him. I mean, he recognizes that Jesus has something that he can't possibly have. He respects him. That's right. He respects him. So Jesus got up and went with him, and so did his disciples. Just then, so, so another on his way to do that, a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, If only I touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed from that moment. There's another part in the scripture where it's, it tells that story from the viewpoint of another gospel writer. And it says that Jesus, when she touched the hem of his garment, he could feel the power leave him. Right? He could feel the healing power. I don't know that I've ever felt that when I was praying for somebody's healing. I don't know that I've ever really felt that. But I do know 100% that it happened to me one time. And the person who the Lord was working through could say it. He said it when it happened. He said, there it goes. Yeah, do you remember that? And then you said it. You felt a difference. It wasn't only a difference. I could walk again. I mean, mm -hmm. I went to church that day with lower back pain that had been rooted in pathology that I, when I broke my back when I was just a teenager and had some disc issues, you know, herniated disc, lip disc issues when I was just a teenager. And it still hurt me that day. And on that particular day, it was, well, that weekend, really, I couldn't, I couldn't barely move. There was a call for healing, particularly in, in the back. And I put up my hand to receive. And that day, uh, Brother Neil at our church put his hand on me. And while he was praying over me, suddenly he just said, there it goes. And I mean, in that moment, I could feel my back release and I could, I could move again. I could walk again. And then the pastor, the way that the punchline, the pastor, maybe for his own benefit, just to know if the prayers and everything was doing anything. He says, now, did anybody uh, feel relief from that? Because I wasn't the only one being prayed for. And I was taking just a split second to raise my hand. I was going to raise my hand, but I was just taking a split second because I was pretty shaken up by what had just happened. And Brother Neil says, I know you did. <laughs> and I raised my hand. Because I did. He was right. And to this day, I haven't felt that pain. And I used to feel it regularly. Mom can attest, especially on car rides and stuff. I'll just, I won't. That's just an experience that I have that I will never forget. And I don't expect other people's faith to grow from it, but it was my experience. Mine certainly did. So other gospels say that, that Jesus felt the power leave him in turn had said, who touched me? Right? It's kind of like that. Who was healed? I know you did. It was like, I know somebody did. Somebody touched me and received something. Jesus was almost saying, you know what I mean? And, uh, and she, and it was her. And he said, your faith 
has healed you. And the woman was healed from that moment. Notice how, like, how nice Jesus is to people who have faith in him. I don't know if nice is the right word or not, but, you know, it's like whenever anybody, we've been reading through these last chapters, whenever anybody comes to him and says, like, I'll follow you. I'll go wherever you go. I'll do whatever you say. Jesus always confronts people like that. You know what I mean? He's never impressed by how religious they want to be and how grand they want to be with their expressions of how devoted they are. Mm -hmm. It's like he always confronts people like that. They just want to impress him to make him proud of them, that they're so devoted to him. Right. But it's based on the things that they're going to do, mm -hmm. right? And that's the problem. They want to put extra icing on the cake. Right, as if they, you can possibly put icing on what Christ has already done or what he was going to do for them. Throw a dirty rag on top. Right. It's worth noting that whenever you have people who do that, Jesus confronts them. He challenges them. But whenever you have these people, like guys suffering from leprosy, you know, Peter's mother, sick, um, guy's daughter is sick, woman was bleeding for 12 years, and they just come and say, Lord, I know you can do this. The centurion member, just say the word. You don't need to come with me all the way here. You're so powerful, you can just say the word. People come, and when they express faith in him, when they express faith in his power, not the things that they're going to do, but when they make an expression of faith in the power he has, it's like Jesus responds. He's nice to those people, you know? It's just worth noting because <coughs> it gets so easy to try and turn it back on us. Like, I need to do this and I need to do that. It's like, can we just appreciate what, he, what he's able to do and have faith in what he's able to do? When Jesus entered the ruler's house, okay, so Jesus... Your faith has healed you. The woman was healed from that moment. He's still going to help this other girl out. When Jesus entered the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the noisy crowd, he said, go away. The reason they had flute players and a noisy crowd is because back then for like to show mourning, like sadness, what you were supposed to do is like wail loudly and cry. And it showed that like, wow, there's a lot of mourning going on over there, right? There's a lot of sadness coming out of there. And you would bring like a whole procession of music players to like... Play sad music. Yeah, play sad music. And that was, there's almost a celebration of sadness. So Jesus says, go away. The girl is not dead, but asleep. And you know what they did? They laughed at him. It says, but they laughed at him. After the crowd had been put outside, he's like, okay, fine. You're going to laugh at me. We can't have you here. This isn't going to work. You get to sit out. You don't get to see this incredible thing I'm going to do. Could change your life forever, but you're too cynical, right? You're too wise in your own eyes to accept that maybe God has power that you don't understand, that you can't make sense of. And you think that's funny? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus pulled a harper there yeah I said you think that's funny he said they've been put outside he went in and he took the girl by the hand and she got up that simple news of this spread through the, all that region so all Jesus did was took her by the hand and she woke up I wonder what those sinners thought 
Well, let's not call them sinners, right? I mean, they are sinners, definitely. But what those people who... He was saying they were cynical. Yeah, who laughed at him. Cynical. That's that good point. Yeah, how the cynical people... I'm sure they saw her get up and they were like, What did he do? I wonder if Jesus even told him. Not because Jesus can't save the cynical or won't work around that. But being cynical about his power is not a good idea. He has the power to do literally whatever he wants. Right? He's going to give us free will. That's about the only limitation to his power. Is he's given us free will to choose him or not choose him. Right? But aside from that, it's like... He could do whatever. He can do whatever. No point in laughing. We're going to stop there. The last thing I'll point out is... What was Jesus doing... When... The woman touched his cloak. Was he walking? Yeah, he was going. So he already had somewhere to be. He already had an assignment. He already had an errand or a duty that he committed to do, right? He was going to follow this man, this ruler who asked him, right? Jesus was following this ruler, this important man who knelt before him and in faith said, Lord, you can heal my daughter. And on his way there with his busy life, somebody else their path crossed his and they touched him, right? She didn't want to bother him, but she touched him and she was healed. And you know what Jesus did? He stopped. He gave her his time. I'm the worst at this. I mean, really, I'm like one of the worst at this that I live my life so busy, I feel like I don't have time for divine interruption. Papa G always talks about this about divine interruption and we have to allow time and the intrusion of our time for divine interruption for the time when the lord's going to bring somebody into our life who needs something from us and even though we're on this very tight schedule we're open to the things that he has for us to do and the people who would benefit from connecting with us and Jesus did. Jesus wasn't too busy. Think, he only lived till he was 30-some years old. He didn't start his public ministry till he was 30. And by like the age of 32, he was dead. He only had two years to do his public ministry. And this was the Messiah. And he had time to stop what he was doing after the person was even healed. She was already healed. He took the time to talk to her afterwards when he was already doing something. Do you understand? My point is that, and I mean this towards me just as anybody else, we have time. We can stop and we can make time. I love you, kids. Love you too. Love you too. You guys are good kids.